everybody. Thanks for tuning in tonight. I know this is Monday and not our normal Wednesday night when our episode would drop, but this is JC, Nathan, and Brian coming to you tonight, and we just want to share our heart with you. Uh, this this past week has been tough. It's been heavy. Um, there's been a lot of internal discussion going on, and uh, we felt the need to come on and uh, just share our heart with you tonight. Nathan, kind of give our listeners a taste of what this week has been like. Yeah, well, first of all, I want to tell Ken Scott, thank you yeah. for doing the interview. He came on and agreed to share his story, mm-hmm. and that's the first time he's done that on a public platform. So we want to thank him for doing that. He was a gentleman, and uh, we had a lot of behind-the-scenes talks, and we also kind of talked how it would go, and we just agreed to let him share his story, and we would ask some questions. But while the majority of the response was positive, yeah. people were helped by it, People reached out to us and said that, you know, it made a big difference in their life. But we also did have a smaller number of people that really came after us. Mm -hmm. And some of them made some pretty harsh accusations about our character that we were covering up sin, allowing sin to be swept under the rug, which is very interesting since Jack Scop is in prison and we had absolutely nothing to do with it. But I just want to read one of the, I would say, 10 or 20 messages that we got way less than the positive response. But this is an aspect of what we heard this week. They started off saying, I truly appreciate what you guys are doing, especially for hurting people due to IFB. Your podcast have been a blessing in this episode. It is truly hurtful that you ask if his aunt was telling the truth in all caps. Poor Linda Hiles Murphy was a victim of a most horrific father. It is such disrespect to victims, again in all caps. I also noticed no one even mentioned this during the podcast, and she links to an article. It says, due to the fact that Jack Scott blames the 16-year-old child for what he did, he deserves life in prison. I hope the inmates find out what he did under the guise of, quotes, a preacher. This is absolutely sickening. How could you talk about God's grace and forgiveness when he is blaming a child what about the victim the little girl who went to him for counseling i wonder how you would feel if this were your daughter or niece let's talk about what jesus says about the jack scops and child rapists like him i'll quote from their king james version but whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Matthew eighteen six. So no, there is no grace for child sex offenders. B.S. And if I were in charge, we would castrate these expletive before drowning them in the depths of the shark-infested area of the sea. I have a few thoughts about that. One is I don't disagree with what she's saying about what Jack Scott did. And I think there's an underlying insinuation in this that we're okay with it, that we glossed over his sin, that that we're not condemning that, when the entire point of our podcast is to call out the abuse mm-hmm. in the IFB, to help those that have been hurt, to encourage those that are coming out, and to challenge those that are still in that. So um, while a lot of people really believed the best about us, some made insinuations like this, and some 
just all out questioned our character and and said that we were guilty by association. That's the thing that probably hurt me the worst, that people would suggest that we take sin lightly. Isaiah 53, Isaiah said, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. When Jesus was scourged, every stripe that came across his back was for the sake of sin. When he was mocked and beaten, it was all for the sake of sin. When the cross was laid on his back, when he was nailed to the cross, it was all for the sake of sin. And so to suggest that we would somehow take sin lightly would be to suggest that we take lightly the very thing that caused Christ to suffer and that cost him his life. So when people suggested that, I have to be honest, that awakens something in me because I take offense to that. Rarely will you ever hear me say the words, I'm offended, but I'm truly offended that someone would suggest that I take lightly the very thing that caused Christ to suffer and cost him his life. Because all three of us believe with all of our hearts that the things Jack Howells did were reprehensible. The things Jack Scott did were, were gross uh, sins in every possible, imaginable way. Unthinkable. I'm the father of three daughters. And when we were doing that podcast, I was thinking about my daughters the entire time. Yeah. How would I feel if it, if it were one of my daughters? At the same time, Ken didn't commit the offense. Ken is a friend. He's a gracious guy. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that did not make sense to me. I think a lot of people were confused as to who we were interviewing. Hmm. A lot of the comments would have made sense if we were interviewing Jack Scott or Jack Howells. But we were interviewing Ken. And to frame the context of what was happening, we asked Ken to share a story. Right. We told Ken that we would be gracious and allow him to share his story. This is the first time he shared a story on a public platform. And there were things that he said that we didn't agree with, that we thought were maybe a stretch. I'll give you an example. And this isn't trying to throw Ken under the bus. He's, he's a friend of mine. We've been talking since both episodes came out. But when he said, you know, he's convinced that his dad is saved and that he just fell, I have a real hard time processing that. I do know God's grace is greater than we can ever imagine, and I do know that there is forgiveness for any sin. There's no category of sinner that God's grace can't forgive. But someone that stood in the place as God's man, and and I do air quotes there, as God's man, and abused people, took advantage of people, blame shifted. We all have a problem with that. Brian has three daughters. I have three daughters. JC, you have two daughters? Three, three daughters. Three. We all have three daughters. And we all condemn the sin that happened. But I think the context really matters. And I'm I'm willing to own if if we messed up. And I'm yeah. I'm willing to say maybe we didn't handle the interview in the best way that we possibly could have. But I also 
want people to understand the context that we were interviewing Ken and allowing him to share his story. And, you know, we had folks that were blowing us up on Twitter that were saying things like, you know, I wish you would have called out the BS that he was throwing out and dove in a little bit harder and backing some of those questions. Listen back to our conversations that we've yeah. had. That's not our platform. Yeah. We want to let people share their story. Yeah. We didn't dig in a lot on some of the stuff that Phil Kidd talked about or Nathan Rager. You know, we, we let him share his story. Looking back, we could have dug in a little bit deeper. Granted, that's that's a given. But I think what's important to understand is Ken shared his story. Yeah, He didn't commit the sin. His dad did. Yeah. His grandpa did. We graciously gave him a platform to share his side as a son and a grandson to talk about his view. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are things that we say and don't say every single episode that we talk about after the fact. Yeah. You know, there are things that still bother me from the Phil Kidd episode, things that I should have questioned, things in my heart that I disagreed with him on theologically. And yet, you know, we we kind of took this passive position and allowed him to share his story. Um, I'll give the listeners, if you want to talk about transparency, I hadn't planned on sharing this. This is true transparency. That night before the uh, episode came out, I had the opportunity to hear it just a couple of hours or so before it came out. And there was a segment in the podcast where in context with what Ken had just said, it, it made my comment sound as if I was saying something other than what I meant. I didn't choose the best wording. Uh, I didn't distinguish that I was talking about the church as a whole, the, the greater, larger church. And it sounded like I was talking about Jack Scott specifically. And, you know, JC, Nathan, you both know that I was stressing out so badly. I mean, I was, I was literally in a state of panic and I haven't even told you guys this. I was so stressed out about that, that I was up until about 3 a.m. that morning because I couldn't sleep. I was completely torn up by it. And by the way, I think people need to understand this is a ministry. We're, we're trying to do what we believe will minister to and help people with the right heart. And, and there are going to be times when we need some grace. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, you guys can back me up on this, that, you know, we were thinking about the victims the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I, I sent a text that, you know, we can't let the victims just get swept under the rug. We've yeah. got to remember the horrible sin that was committed because mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. And, you know, this isn't something that we've shared. We, we've we all dealt with something very close to this. My niece, um, we're recording this on a Sunday night, and I was able to baptize my niece today. She gave her life to Jesus years ago, but as a fresh start, um, she's 13 years old. Her stepdad from the age of five years old until last year at 13 has been grooming her, raped her, molested her, sent pictures of her, distributing, manufacturing. We found out just a few weeks ago there's a man in Belarus that was about to buy her. He sits in prison right now, and I hope he never gets out. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing for him if he doesn't. My niece looked at me today sitting in that baptismal, and I said, today is a new beginning. It's Mm -hmm. a new start. What has happened to you doesn't define you. God Mm -hmm. has given you a story. Mm -hmm live the newness of life. And as she come up out of the water, she just gave me the biggest smile. And I couldn't help but to think of the victims that are listening to this episode. And I think what hurts me is that, that they would take what we 
honestly and genuinely put out there to help, to give somebody a platform to share, that we would do that to to hurt a victim. Yeah, and the thing that people are forgetting is that Ken is a victim of Jack Scop and Jack Hiles. Mm. Imagine getting a victim in a studio, asking them graciously to share their story, and then attacking them <laughs> when they say that they found grace in their heart towards their abuser. Jack Scop has offended his family. He ha- he he has put them through all sorts of literal hell yeah. on earth. And yet the story of Ken, here's what I hoped. And if someone will go back and listen to both episodes, I think the story of both of those episodes is the grace of yes. God and the forgiveness yes. that has done this incredible work in Ken's heart. That is coming from someone who has been abused. Mm. And he has reached a place of forgiveness Like, this is miraculous-type forgiveness. And he even opened up to us off-air about that struggle. It's it's a lot deeper than he even said on the episode. But God has given him a heart of love and forgiveness and graciousness towards his dad. I don't think he was sweeping things under the rug. Mm. I think he was talking about his journey, Mm. how he's processing this. And I don't think he was forcing that on anybody else and saying that's how you have to heal but God's grace and God's work in our hearts does an amazing work. And that was what I really hoped would be perceived by this episode is that Ken, who was a victim, chose grace mm-hmm. and mercy. Well, Jesus said in Matthew, you know, if we forgive the people who sin against us, then God forgives us. That's an inconvenient truth. And yet, to hear Ken talk out that forgiveness that he's found. As I listened to Ken talk that night, guys, I was amazed that Ken is still in church and even believes in God. Yeah, me too. Um, You know, because his grandfather and his dad, by his own admission, they were bigger than life. Yeah. And when all of that crumbled, Ken Scott fell on God. He trusted God. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just blown away by the way it was taken in some regard. And, and I think, again, I appreciate, Nathan, what you just said. And, and, J.C., the story that you just shared, I wept for your niece as you were sharing that because I saw you fighting back the tears. And uh, thank you. That's, man, that's gripping. And at the same time, we want to acknowledge to other victims that were out there that listened to that, that triggered some anxiety in them, that felt like we were sweeping things under the rug, that we were giving Jack Scop a pass. We want to acknowledge your pain. Yeah. We want to acknowledge the fact that no abuser needs to get off. And we acknowledge the fact that this was a trigger for some of the anxiety and some of the grief and, and things that you have gone through and, and, I truly apologize for that. I know all of our hearts, man. We have stressed out. We have agonized over this because, one, I do believe in – I know, we all know that this has helped a lot of people, and we believed that it would. But we also know that there are some other people out there that that saw it another way, and we don't want to attack you, even the ones who sent us some pretty pretty, uh, harsh messages. We acknowledge that – that pain, but I, I pray that you would believe the best about our intentions 
and also celebrate the awesome work of grace that God has done in Ken Scott's heart. And I think on that, Nathan, we don't want to just release an episode. We want you to know that we are here for you also. Yeah. Um, we are pastors. We talk with folks that are dealing with this stuff all the time, and we have yes. resources and opportunities to get you help. If that episode did trigger you and you've got some bitterness or hurt or anger in your heart towards an individual that has hurt you, hey, we understand that there is something that has happened to you that is wrong, and we want to help you yeah. get through that. Um, reach out to us. I mean, we're obviously available any of our social media, you can go to our website. We have resources that can help you find the freedom from the pain that you're feeling. You know, the thing I've loved most about our podcast thus far, guys, happened this week. And JC, I want to say to you, and Nathan, I want to say to you that I love both of you so much and I respect both of you so much. This week, when we were contacted by a victim and all three of us, we're engaging this one victim, sharing with this one victim, expressing our, our grief and sorrow over what this victim had been through. You know, I thought about the fact that we're not just three podcast hosts. Uh, we're, not, we're not these guys who just, you know, are sitting before a microphone and we're not seeing the people in the audience. The fact that all three of us, when we were approached by a victim, conducted ourselves like pastors, and cared for that victim, that was so far, for me, the strongest moment of the RFP. And we've been attacked from every side this week. We've been called vicious names this week, um, not just by victims, but we've been called vicious names by some fundamentalists. This has opened up a whole new stress in our lives. But to see all three of us caring as pastors should, guys, I love you. I'm great, grateful to God to be in the trenches with you. Uh, I respect you. I trust you. And I'm just glad to be in ministry with guys like you. Thank you, buddy. You know, Brian, I agree with that. And what I loved is that even though we all three had a different approach or a different idea of how we should respond to the stuff that was coming in out of this, we're in agreement and our hearts are in the same place. And so I, I agree with what you just said, Brian. And you know, Brian, you, you shared with us over the course of this last week something that was very personal to you that I think would be very helpful for our listeners to hear. Well, you know, it really uh, it really concerned me. No, it didn't concern me. It bothered me that people would suggest that we were uncaring about victims. and And one of the phrases that people pointed to to maybe accuse us of being uncaring was one of the statements that I made. And uh, guys, only about three years ago did I ever start to own this part of my story. And I've never been able to share this with anyone without, uh, without breaking down. And I feel like we made a commitment at the beginning of this podcast to be transparent and to be real. And even in our failures, we're real. But I think the audience needs to know that to suggest that I would be uncaring toward a victim is unthinkable because I'm a victim. When I was about seven, eight years old, I was abused in connection to the church. I know what it is to carry that. 
I know what it is to smell something and be reminded. I know what it is to hear something and be reminded. I know what it is to go back to that that occasion, that time. And, and for me, I've learned that either you live into your past and you live into your hurt and you live into your anger or either you live away from it mm. and you believe that God's grace is greater mm. and you believe that the wrong that was done against you and the sin that was brought against you does not define you. Yeah. But yet we serve a God who's able to bring beauty from ashes, That's right. who's able to write into our story the hurts and the pains and the sins against us. And so how could I not care for a victim when I am one? And it's hard to share this because I don't want people to look at me differently. And, and I never share this. And there's always that fear of, you know, when people see you, they're going to look at you now in a different way. But I just want to say to the victims, I understand. And your, your pain is not something that I just sympathize with. Your pain is something I empathize with. But I also realize that in 1 Peter 5, 7, we're given this incredible invitation by the God of the universe to cast all of our cares on him, all of our anxieties on him, because he cares for us. And if I can just share this, guys, the idea is that we, we cast them all in one. You know, right now we're entering into the fall season. It's my favorite time of year. And one of the scenes that I take pictures of most often is a field that's full of those big round bells of hay. I just think that's a beautiful sight. Each bell is made up of hundreds of thousands of blades of grass, but they all form one bell. That's the picture in 1 Peter 5, 7, that all of the anxieties, all of the worries, all of the hurts, all of the abuses, all of the fears, all of the angers, all of the resentments, all of it, all is one. We cast it on him because, guys, I couldn't carry it, but he's able to carry what I can't, and I praise him for that. Amen. Well, Brian, thank you for sharing that, and I I just want to speak as a friend of yours. If I look at you any differently now, it's with a higher level of respect than I ever had for you before Mm -hmm. because our pasts and the things that have been done to us do not define us any more than our past mistakes and sins that we've committed. Mm. Uh, We're defined by God's grace. And, guys, I would love to close this episode out just by praying for uh, people who have been touched by abuse and people who were really struggling through this past few episodes. And um, I know that God will provide healing for that. So let's pray. Father, I thank you so much that you are the healer. You are the great physician. You are the God who knows us. You are the God who cares about every hurt in our lives. And God, I just ask you right now 
for those whose lives have been touched by abuse, that, Lord, you would provide the healing for them. Lord, I know what it's like to feel dirty. I know what it's like to be hurt by things that are out of your control. And, Lord, I know as a loving Father, you feel that pain more than anybody else does. And so, Lord, I pray that you would provide healing in the lives of people who have been touched by things that are horrible. And, Lord, we know that that is a process. You are patient. You're long-suffering. You're willing to hear our questions of why, how could you allow this to happen to us. Lord, you know the journey we're on, and you allow us time to heal. It is a grieving and a healing process. So, Lord, I pray for those who are walking through that. And Lord, I just ask that the power of the gospel would overcome the darkness that has touched these people. Yes. Lord, I pray that the truth that is found in your word, that what the enemy meant for evil, mm. you intended for good. Mm. And Lord, I pray that you would work all things out for our good, for those who love you, for those who are called for your purpose. Lord, you have shown all three of us in our lives that you can take our greatest pain and use it to provide healing for someone else through the healing that you've given us. So Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity to speak into difficult situations. And God, we know we don't always get it right. But Lord, as long as we're pointing people to you, you always do get it right. So Lord, we just ask that you would provide healing. Give us wisdom. And Lord, I, I pray for Ken and his family and, and how they have been touched through this and how difficult it is to step up and and to share things like this and to be vulnerable. I know he's taken some attacks as well. Father, I pray that you would continue to provide healing. And Lord, we trust your justice. No sin will go unpunished. Mm -hmm. We trust that you are the judge of all the earth. And Father, I pray that you would help us to grow in that trust. And Lord, just continue to minister to each of us where we're at. And we ask all these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Guys, I love you. Love you too. Love you, buddy. If you need help, reach out. You know how to get in touch with us. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Have a good night.